Welcome to DL Weekly, a podcast about Walt's original Magic Kingdom, Disneyland. We cover the latest news and information from the resort, test our skills at trivia, and have a discussion about the parks every week. We invite you to send in your feedback and stories. Our contact information can be found at dlweekly.net. Now sit back, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast, and enjoy this week's show. Coming up on this episode of DL Weekly, we are live from the Disneyland Resort, so of course things are going to be a little bit different than normal. Hopefully you can hear some Disney Esplanade music in the background. Yeah, we're sitting actually under the monorail beam right now, looking fond- like looking excitedly over at the gates of Disneyland. We're peeking at the train station. We're watching all of the people line up for today's touch of Disney. They're lining up pretty early, um, but it's gorgeous. We've got the pink flowering trees, which I'm obsessed with. And I'm taking beautiful. way too many pictures of them, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, it, it's beautiful. Um, I will say that for anybody, we're, we're going to talk more about Touch of Disney a little bit later, but what I would let people know is you should definitely get to Touch of Disney a little early. Go do some stuff in Downtown Disney because mm-hmm. Downtown Disney does open before Touch of Disney's gates open. And then we waited in the line yesterday, but really, if you wait just a little bit of extra time... Uh, before, let those gates kind of open and people go in. I think you'll have a you won't have to wait in the heat as much. It was yeah. very hot yesterday. It we found a really nice sweet spot. There's so like Tag said, we came in because we had our meetup, of course. So we came in as soon as security opened up. We actually had to wait like out on harbor. We were so early. Um, that was a first. I've never had to wait outside those gates. No, but security was a breeze. It was nice because there wasn't that big of a line. We did just have to wait for them to open, but not really line waiting things um and it's nice because you can kind of bounce back and forth between the esplanade area touch of disney queuing area and downtown disney so you're not you're not funneled directly to the touch of disney waiting area when you get here so that's nice to have that flexibility but there is a definite sweet spot between when the gate like when you can start lining up you do want to try and get in that line before people are able to park at Mickey and Friends, which that opens up, remember, at 1130. Yeah. So if you can try and get in line prior to 1130, that's probably the best time. We got in early. I think we actually walked through the turnstile probably at like 1145, maybe? Uh, yeah, if not a little bit earlier even, because yeah, uh, they've been opening the gates a little early. Uh, side note on that one, though. A lot of the dining locations, like Smoke Jumpers, weren't open until yes. 12, but yes. it was to get you into the area. So good Which time was- to take some photos and shop mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The, the first stores seemed open, but not the restaurants. Just go in there and soak it in. Yeah. Soak it all up. <laughs> so... Let's start with uh, the first thing we did. So we went to Bowers Museum, which we has did. the Walt Disney Archives exhibit. So why don't you start on that one? Because you spent, uh, I got through the whole thing in 30 to 40 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Supporter Deanne was there with us, and she went through with Teresa, and it took them about a little over an hour to get through everything. We were soaking it all in, and then some. It was ridiculous. I took way too many photos, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, as soon as you walk in, you're greeted by Dumbo flying over the entrance of the exhibit. It was magical. And then, yes, Walt is right as you actually enter. And the first exhibit is none other than Walt's office, which mm-hmm. is actually the set that they used for Saving Mr. Bank. So it's not the actual office, but still right. very, very cool. Very I like cool. Um, one of our uh, community managers, Liberty, had went, and she was doing a takeover yesterday, and we had watched on her Instagram that yeah. it was like ultimate work from home uh, <laughs> setup. And I was yeah, like, I yes, was yes, clever. I agree with that one. 
Uh, it was really nice. It's kind mm-hmm. of interesting because of how they have it set up. It looks like his office was very sparse, uh, but it wasn't. It's just kind of how it was displayed in that yes, setting. Yeah, and lots of toys. I was surprised oh, yeah. at how many different like toys he had displayed, and not majority of them were non Disney toys. That sure. was the other thing that was kind of surprising. I would have thought more like. Mickey's and Donald's and Pluto's right. and you know all of all of his characters, but it was cool to see the mix. Uh, and then also in that room, which was very cool, was um, things from the opening of Disneyland. So they had like the um, what was it the presentation portfolio uh, that was from Walt Disney Productions and Wet Enterprises from 1954, and it was the actual portfolio that they displayed on you know displayed there but then they also had concepts of the original concept art used to pitch the park of Disneyland of course so that was pretty pretty cool um the portfolio of colored sketches of Herb Ryman Bruce Bushman and Harper Goff were all prepared for Dick Irvine and Nat Winkoff to take back east to sell to the Disney to Disneyland concept to prescriptive licensees is what the little the little um description box said it was cool it was super super cool they even had like surveyor equipment yeah. on display that was used mm-hmm. and yeah just super magic they had a lot of cool stuff so they had uh i'm looking back at my photos here they had some display cases with uh they had the automated uh, automation bird in a cage oh which yeah, my was, grandma actually had one of these yeah that was that the the bird in the cage was something that was in walt's office yeah uh, they had like a rabbit doll uh there that looked pretty cool and old and stuff as well. I mean, there was a ton of stuff in this exhibit. I'm looking at this, I feel like I'm out of order somehow with this. Um, <laughs> well, the next room was yeah. the animation studio mm. or the animation desk setup. And the cool thing there was all of the artwork displayed with that area was um, concept art for Fantasia. And it was original. It wasn't just like reproductions mm-hmm. of it. So that was... They had a really cool, cool Yensid drawing that I really thought. It was kind of creepy, but it was really <laughs> neat. And, and original, which was amazing. That's what made it cool, though, right? They did have that weird room next, which was... They had some props, like I was saying. I mm-hmm. think the birdcage stuff was in there. And then on the back wall, it was just a bunch of, like, bookshelves yeah. that were hanging on the thing with a bunch of... To kind of show that they have a large archive of the books as well for research and purposes. Yeah, and so what we found out was it was just kind of banners on the wall. So we thought that was a little... I thought that was weird because I'm like, that's a, that, look at all that wasted space. They could have put more things on display. But what, what happened was... When they designed this exhibit, of course, pre-COVID, that area was actually supposed to be interactive, and so oh. there were bookshelves there, and you were like, you were encouraged to like take the books off and like oh, and look do stuff. Like it was supposed to be interactive somehow. I don't. Rem- they didn't say exactly how, but since since we're now living in a COVID world and we're not supposed to be touching everything, yeah, um, they they removed those and they just put the banners up to kind of represent what was supposed to have been there. Sure. But other fun highlights of that room was we there was a. Walt Disney autographed Lady and the Tramp book. We had the snow globe from Mary Poppins in there. The number one ticket. Also the number one Disneyland badge. There was a telegram, which was super cool. That was... um, I laughed at you. From Walt to Roy. I laughed at you because... um you were taking a bunch of pictures, and at the end, you were like, how am I going to remember that there was a fountain pen from Walt Disney that he yeah. used in there? Yeah. Uh, There's some glasses that he wore. Mm-hmm. There There's was his a passport. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney's passport was in there. Um, there was like, what is this? I took a picture. I don't even know what it is. The United States of America Department of State. There was some sort of other document that was Walt's. Yeah. I think that's another part of the passport. Anyways. 
tons of really cool, the next, really, really cool The stuff. next room was cool because it had the carpet bag from Mary Poppins. Yes. Now, I do want to say, if you have watched Prop Culture on Disney+, Plus, they had a lot of the items that were on that show in here. Mm-hmm. So they had the shrinking machine. They had the carpet bag. Yes. They had the uh, They had snow the globe. broom, the chimney sweep broom that we adored. The, the poor that lady, lady like, took like, a piece out of it. Took a piece out of, yes. Yeah. So many Costumes. Cool mm-hmm. The Tron costume and stuff. So there yes. was a ton. Yes. So some of the highlights, we don't want to give it all away. They did have the knob, the magic bed knob for bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm-hmm. We had, like Tag already mentioned, the um, carpet bag We also from Mary Poppins. There was also the blocks from Mary Poppins. The Coonston cap from Davy Crockett. Yes. Um, and then a little bit further in that room, I geeked out and like didn't even look at the rest of this display because I just fixated on this one item. Deanne can attest to that. They had the great moments with Mr. Lincoln from 1964, the original audio animatronic. It was just his head. head. Without and the skin on it. It wasn't the internals. Yes, yeah, so you could see the internals. It was fascinating. Uh, Absolutely fascinating. There was also, I was really surprised to see this, they had the stuffed Mickey plush that was there on opening day that is famously, it was on the railroad yeah. train with him. And I showed Teresa this, and she goes, where was that? <laughs> it was near Lincoln. I was too busy. Yep. Too busy being excited about Lincoln and missed the original Mickey. They also had the they had the books that were used for the openings of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty, which were gorgeous. Let's pause on that because I was blown away, a by how detailed these were. Oh, remember, yes. these are the books that they just quickly filmed opening, and like you saw the cover, and then they opened it, and then there was a couple pages maybe, and that was it. These books were so detailed, so elaborate, and I could not get over how giant. The Sleeping Beauty book was. It was huge. The Snow White and Cinderella books were both similar in size, but then for some reason, they went big for Sleeping Beauty. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. Well, it's covered in gems. I think it's gorgeous. They had some other artwork uh, on the walls there as well. They did have a whole section that was dedicated to... Uh, like park stuff, so they had yeah. the audio, the old animatronic of Rex. They had, of course, the hitchhiking ghosts in there. Oh, I got to see my boyfriend. So I was so happy. They had a old Emporium Main Street window yeah. with window the evil display. queen. That right? was very cool. I spent a lot of time with the hitchhiking ghosts, as one can imagine. Um, and then the next section was a lot of like stuff from movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. So we got to see cool things like Captain Jack's Compass. That was, of course, used by Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. We also got to see uh, Davy Jones's heart and also the dead man's chest. That was so hard to take a picture of. It was very of. hard to take a picture of, everything, it was so cool. Everything wanted to reflect. <laughs> oh, Wilson. That was We got to meet Wilson, who, of course, from we Castaway. met in Castaway. Yes. Um, and then also Lumiere and Cogsworth from the recent live action mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast were present as well. They must have like ditched Mrs. Potts. I don't Mrs. know. Potts. The uh, the Disney Legends trophy or like uh, award that they give out for being a Disney legend, uh, Dave Smith, who started the archives, yes. his statue is actually there on display as well. They did have an interactive section with a bunch of legend stuff where in normal times, not COVID, you could put your hands in. Yeah. Um, but they were discouraging that for obvious reasons at this time. Anyways, ton- we just kind of did some highlights. Tons and tons of things packed into this little display. It was magical. I do want you to express your enthusiasm for the physical building of Bowers Museum. Yes, the museum itself is gorgeous. This was, of course, the first time that I had been, and I believe first time no, you had I, been I'd too, never been right? There. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's beautiful. You don't go through the main entrance right now, but if you have a chance, you got it. It's just like a half a block away from where they have you entering now. The main entrance of Bowers is just this beautiful. It looks like a Spanish mission. It's just beautiful. There's a bell and like a bell tower type thing. It's just very, very unique. We even saw a wedding. Gorgeous. We did. We saw a wedding. They were taking their pictures out in front of the area too. So Bowers Museums itself is just beautiful. They had this really nice courtyard. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a restaurant, which of course was closed, but just awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. They did have other displays, but we were just there for the Disney stuff. So unfortunately, we did not have time to enjoy the rest of the museum, but it was gorgeous. You should also check out, if you do go and see this exhibit, uh, which has been extended through June, I think, 10th now. Um, but uh, if you do go, go into the gift shop there, too, because they had some good deals. We got a hoodie that was like we 40% did. off that was yeah. for 50 years of the archives. They have every Disney book that you can possibly imagine there, it mm-hmm. feels like. And some of them are very heavy. Like, I picked up the one, two-volume set, and it was very heavy. But The other thing, too, is if you're a D23 member, uh, they do offer a 10% discount yes. in their museum for D23 members. Just don't. So- do us and forget our card. Yes, exactly. So I think that covers it for Bowers. Let's talk about... So after that, we came and we did Downtown Disney for the rest yes, of that afternoon. So we just kind of bummed around Downtown Disney. I, of course, did the egg hunt and had and a ton how was of fun. That? It was so much fun. I have not picked up my egg yet, though. I forgot to pick up my prize. We'll do that today. But we've got time. We'll pick up our prize. I'm still... Not sure which one I want because all the eggs are so cute. And it's even worse now that I've seen them in person. I'm on the fence because I want Chip and Dale. And I I know know that you could buy the hunt and just get the eggs right when you buy it. Yeah, you can cheat. But I'm not sure if I want to get both. Like, I don't know if it's worth it for me to get both. I don't don't know if I want them that bad. (laughs) But they are very cute. Uh, And then also for those of you coming to do the egg hunt, definitely get it right away because Teresa found herself accidentally seeing (laughs) eggs right and left. I did. I was accidentally finding eggs before I had my map. So then I had to go back and find them again, which was fine. (laughs) Yeah, uh, some of them are easier than others to find. There were a couple really challenging ones. So uh, there's definitely... Uh, uh, a gap in uh, easy to hard for mm-hmm. some of the eggs. So Some of them were pretty, like, the hardest one we're actually looking at right now as from where we sit, so I don't want to give it away, but there were some of them. They are all located, I will say this, all of them are located outside of the store, so you don't have to physically go into the building to well, some see of them. Well, some of them are inside the windows. Yeah, some of them you can see through you can, the window. You don't have to go in anywhere. But yeah. But they're not. You don't have to wait in any of the lines to go into any of the shops to find the eggs. You can you can see them from outside. Now downtown Disney was pretty busy, but I will say that people were doing pretty good at, at leaving space between everybody. They were. And people have done a great job with masking and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. In fact, the cast members have been very proactive with they that have. stuff as well. But they really haven't had to say too much. The biggest problem is the same problem that we had in Disney World, which is people are so used to being able to walk and eat yeah. and drink yeah. that people forget that they need to stop and step aside. Exactly. But generally. Generally, everybody's been really great. Um, World of Disney was pretty busy. We didn't get into Marcelins or anything yet. I think we do plan on doing that in the future. We do. Marcelins on, we're going to do that the last day so we can bring some treats home. We did go into the Star Wars trading post, which was pretty cool. We did. I, you know, it was cool. I don't think I would wait four hours in line to no. go through it, but it was neat. Yeah, I want to go back in there because there's a couple things I might want to purchase, but uh, pretty cool. Uh, so then, so that was basically downtown Disney. So yesterday we did. 
touch of Disney, and uh, that was they let us in early, so they let us in about like we said earlier, about twenty minutes early, and then we got in, and it was just so nice to be back in a Disney park for yes, us because we haven't been here when Buena Vista Street was open. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just nice. Um, they gave you as you check in, they give you you can grab a map, they give you your twenty five dollar gift card, which you can use multiple days if you have a balance left because it's just like a regular gift card Mm -hmm. so if you do have tickets to multiple days of touch of disney you don't have to spend all of the money on the first day you're there the other thing too we don't know 100 percent, but we heard that if you don't use your full card while you're in the event you can use it at any disney dining location so if you don't use it up it's not like use it or lose it you should possibly be able to use it at another disney dining location outside of the park i'm gonna get the negative out of the way first uh, when you do use mobile ordering and you use these gift cards, you do have to enter it in every purchase yeah. time, uh, which is a little clunky. The other thing is, is I had multiple cards at one point and I had a purchase that was above the amount that was left on my card and I couldn't add the second gift right, card. Yeah. I had to pay through my uh, Visa card because they wouldn't allow you to add two of the same payment type yeah, or something. So, so just to explain how Tag got multiple cards, it's because Tag was the master orderer for our group. Yeah. So he was using his card and my card. So yeah, that was a little little bit of a bummer that we couldn't just continue on, but that's okay. Not not a big deal in all perspective. I will say though, positive, that $25 card actually got us a lot further than I thought it was going to get yes. us. We were we did it smart though. We didn't overindulge. We got to try a lot of different things. But Tag and I shared everything. So we they of course have like plastic cutlery. So we cut everything in half. Yeah. So we could just get little bites. We make our make the small bites even smaller, I guess. But the other cool thing too is I thought Disney did a really great job with portion sizes mm-hmm. because it wasn't it wasn't overwhelming. It was a good size. Yeah. So it wasn't too big, not too small. It was just right. It was for most of the things for sure. Mm-hmm. The the one thing I will say is uh, if you're coming with someone, I highly do recommend splitting with yes. someone because it does seem like, you know, most of the things you could eat by yourself. But if you want to get your most options of food yeah. in in a day, like I was concerned that I was going to be overly full mm-hmm. and stomach ache at the end of the day. But I wasn't, and I think it was because you and I shared. Yes. Yeah. Um, so some of the things uh, I also want to say this before we get into the food. All of the cast members are so happy to be back oh, at work. Yes. And we were multiple times uh, greeted with welcome back yeah, and welcome all that. home. Yeah. So the cast members, it is just so nice to be here and to see that people are back doing what they love and making magic for people. And the fact that there are so many cast members back to work, it is amazing. And they're all very excited for when the parks reopen at the end of the, at the end of April. The other thing, too, is um, when we were, some of the cast members were even, like, thanking us for coming back yes. and thanking us for being there. We were joking with some of them about, you know, we had a, we were practicing, like, that's why we were in the lines. We were practicing how to wait in a line again. Yep. Da, 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 da. It was so much fun. So yeah. much fun. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, I know we just went into Touch of Disney, but before I forget about this. So the entrance, when you come in, the entrance, security entrance is a little different than it was before. You go through, there's a dog that they, well, they do the temperature screen. Mm-hmm. You walk through, there's a dog that sniffs around you, and then you do the normal, you, they go through your bag, and you go through the metal detector, and then you're in. So You know what, though? They've got, it, they've got it very streamlined. It yeah, sounds it like it's a lot, but it takes like no, no time. time at all to do yeah. that. Yeah. So it's great. We haven't had any, uh, only, the only reason we've had lines to get in when we've come in is because we're doing it 
before they were open. Yeah, exactly. We haven't had to wait in any line to get in. In fact, even when I went uh, to our hotel room the other day and came back, I didn't have to hardly wait at all. And they don't even have that many security stations open. So, But anyway, back to Touch of Disney. <laughs> so the first thing we did before or after we entered the gates was we had reservations for Lamplight Lounge. We were very lucky to be able to um, share a reservation with um, Kate and her daughter. And so we got to enjoy enjoy the Lamplight Lounge. It was just beautiful. But before we did that, we decided to take the scenic route since we were in a little earlier than expected. So we took kind of a, a partial lap around the park. We walked through um, the Grizzly River run area. So that was kind of interesting to see. Of course, right now the river is drained. That's normal. They usually, this is their like wintering and like maintenance time anyways. So the river was drained. We did not see any Disneyland cats. We were a little sad about that, but we did get to chat with a wonderful photo pass photographer because there is a really nice photo spot over by... um, over by the giant the entrance wooden bear, right. yes. Which was kind of sad. People kept making the joke because they had the standby time as yeah. five minutes. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, let's go do it. Let's go. It was so much fun. Yeah. So, so that, much fun. That was a little interesting. Uh, we would have actually, our first item would have been the Fluffernutter Churro, but they were having a card reader problem, so we had to come back. So we would have, our very first item would have been a Fluffernutter Churro. We did come back and have that later. But instead, when we got to the Pixar Pier, of course, we got to sit outside. We had a gorgeous view yes. of the... Like the whole the lagoon, lagoon, the fun or sorry, the Pixar Pal around Pixar mm-hmm. Pier. It was great, nice and sunny, but we were in the shade. It was perfect. Our check-in uh, process and everything was really smooth. We got right in. Um, we got we were outside. It was beautiful. The we were in the shade and everything. And there was a nice breeze. Of course, again, just being there, being able to watch everything and people watch again. I'm a big people watcher person, and the food was good. We got to keep. They give you one menu per table, mm-hmm. and they are they are recycled afterwards so you can keep them if you like they have some great artwork on them of course the lovely lamplight lounge coasters that we all love Mm -hmm. um i'm a little sad because they had a was it yzma that um what was the what was what was the one that she took oh mama imelda oh mama imelda i really wanted the mama imelda coaster we had but we gave them to kate's daughter and so which is totally fine because she was so excited she's like i'm gonna hang these up at home and keep them forever (laughs) it was so cute um we did forget to get the coins there we are going to try to get those again later today but if you are at the lamplight lounge don't forget that they have the collectible coins there they also have them at bing bongs Mm -hmm. so if you do forget them so for food what we had there i had the drink it was called the 2319 it was wonderful i don't remember what all was in there but it was a frozen like slushy type drink with like a bunch of different fruits, but then they actually like did a splash of Coca Cola on top, which I wasn't I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about that, but it worked. It was very good. Yeah, it, I did like that it was frozen because then it didn't I didn't like suck it down and drink it way Brain too freeze. fast. <laughs> um, so I was able to enjoy it throughout the whole meal, um, whereas everyone else had just liquid drinks, and so you guys went through your drinks faster and had order refills. So that's true. Yeah, Kate uh, got two of the alcoholic beverages. She said they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then I got, what did I get? You got Goofball Island. Goofball Island. So did uh, so did Kate's daughter. Yes. And they were. Vi- it was very good. I had that one during D23, and it was it was great. It was, it was so good. fun. It's a, it's a really light, fruity drink, fun, mm-hmm. bright color, and it comes with a pineapple slice. Yeah. Like, can't go wrong. So we got the... Um, the tuna poke. The tuna poke, which was good. Now, warning, I did not know this, but it had a little bit of spice to it. And I don't usually like spice, but this was just the right level of spice. It comes out in this, like, rice, like, topping thing you got to crack open. It was amazing. And then we also got the fried... 
the potato the potato skins, skins which, which were also very good. The potato skins we we'd had before we did have yes. those at D23, but they're just so good and so different because mm-hmm. instead of your traditional potato skin, which is like half a potato shallowed out and then they like fill it with stuff. Yeah. What they do is they like smush these, make it into a patty, and then fry it. They're almost like a salmon cake. Mm, they're so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, we finished up there. Of course, we went over and had a Dole Whip. We had to now, get our Dole pro Whip. Now, pro tip that Kate actually told us, if you, you have to look at the line because sometimes the mobile order line for picking up stuff is longer than the walk-up and order mm-hmm. line. So we actually walked up and ordered ours, and it was faster than waiting in line yeah. at that we, time. We did do it pretty early in the day, and it wasn't long after they had opened, so it was... Really good timing, accidentally. on our How was part. it having your Dole Whip? It was wonderful. It's not quite the same, of course, sitting in Adventureland. Yeah, that's true. And enjoying your Dole Whip. But it was still just wonderful and refreshing, especially on a hot day. It got up to like the 90s yesterday, everyone. That's yeah. like double what we were used to in Wisconsin. Yes. So there was a chunk of the day that we just found a shady spot and just relaxed for sure. So we continued along uh, per, uh, Pixar Pier. Uh, we took in kind of the, the atmosphere. We kind of hung out by Jesse's Critter Carousel for a little bit. We kept walking down. We walked past. We would have done the games, but I think everybody had listened to the podcast and gone over there to <laughs> yeah, play them for word free. Word got out about the games, and so there was so many people over yeah. enjoying the games, which was fun. But we did have food coming up at one of the booths, and we wanted to stop yeah. over because there was a couple cake pops that that we needed to pick up over yeah. at Bing Bong's, too. Plus, we just had to say hi to our favorite best friend. Bing favorite Bong, imaginary yeah. Friend. Bing Bong's was uh, was a pretty popular place. We got in and out fairly easily. The line now don't be dissuaded by the lines because all of the lines pretty much have moved pretty they quickly. Do. Um, they do look long, but they they move. Mm-hmm. So don't don't get discouraged if you come and you see a long line. Just get in it. It's not going to take very long. Kate and her daughter got cake pops, and so that worked out really well. And then after that, we went over to the AP yeah. quarter and checked that out. We got lucky because there was actually quite a line just to get in because people were really interested in doing, of course, getting their legacy AP swag. But also they have a nice little photo op back there. But we didn't we didn't really have time again. We were trying to get over to one of our booths to get our next food item. So we didn't have time to do the photo op, but we just wanted to go in and get our swag. So the cast member actually let us just like squeak in and just go to the swag table and move on. So right. that was really nice. So I got my AP magnet, my legacy AP magnet, and my Touch of Disney button. I was very, very excited. We saw Mickey coming off of the Silly Symphony oh, Swings. Yes. How did I forget about Mickey? That was very exciting. Right. Um, so we got to see him for just a second. Uh, we continued along. We walked by the booth for the, they had some uh, tenderloin sliders. We came mm-hmm. back into that one later. We did. Uh, we did make it over. So back by the Grizzly River Run, there was the yep, Golden the- Dreams booth. Mm-hmm. And we got the uh, chicken, carb- what no. is it? We got the carbonara mac and cheese yeah. with bacon. What's it not was to so like good. about that? The bacon that? was huge. And we also got the strawberry rose lemonade. I'm going to tell good. you right now. I think those were my favorites of I the day. I think so, too. They were so good. So if you are coming out to Touch of Disney, make sure you get the carbonara, mark and cheese, and the strawberry rose lemonade. So yummy. Definitely. But everybody else, I think, had caught on to the fact that that was a good booth because mm. there was always a wait for that one. But it was so, so good. So many good things in I think we're going to have that again. They also had the sweet and spicy chicken wings at that booth, which we did try later on in the evening. I... I was able to share one from Deanne. She had, because there was, what, four or five big, good-sized chicken wings that came with that order. So that was, those were good, too. 
We haven't had any bad food. I'm just going to like preface that. That's nothing true. that we tried was like, oh gosh, don't ever do that. Don't, you know, there's nothing, nothing that we tried that we would say stay away from. And there wasn't anything. There were some things that were good, some things that I want to try again, some things that I'm happy that I tried, but I don't feel like I need to use my $25 right. today to go back and have it. But just delightful. So, uh, we left there. We that's when we got our fluffernutter churro because yes. we kind of oh we saw Chippendale. We did. We saw Chippendale. They were playing in the forest. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also saw Donald. So Donald actually is no longer up in the hotel. He was hanging out at the Grand Californian yeah. Hotel oh, like and waving balcony. from his balcony. Um, but he's actually now back in like the the creek the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail area, and he's looking for wildlife. He's got oh. his little like he's got his binoculars. He's got his little. He almost looks like a Boy Scout or something. He's got his little like park ranger uniform on mm-hmm. and he's like looking for animals and wildlife over there but back to Chippendale Chip were playing like ring toss with each other they were so they had they were they had acorns that they were looking for but then they also had these rope rings and instead of like tossing the ring I don't know on the acorn or some other object on the ground they were tossing the rings and catching them on, e- on each other's heads so they were doing a good job they were doing a really good job they were they must have practiced quite a bit because they so did great after that we got the fluffernutter churro which mm-hmm. was definitely for us anyway a, a, a good idea that we did the two person because yes. it is cut in half and it was it was sweet it was very good but it was sweet and I think that ha- the size that is half of it was perfect for yeah, one person. It was. I think I would have gotten, uh, for me anyway, it would have been just a little too sweet to do the whole thing myself. So I'm glad that you did that with me. So then after we got our churros, we went over to enjoy Cars Land. Um, I'm surprised it took us so long to get to Cars Land. It did. One, our, someone in our group had stuff coming up at Cozy Cone, so we just went over there. We wanted to get a sneak peek at, of course... Um, Avengers Campus, you can see the Quinjet, the Quinjet from back where you line Pro up tip. for the cozy cone. Pro tip: Wait till night; you can see it a lot better at night when it's lit up. Yes, that's true. Um, so we just kind of chilled. It was at that point in the day; it was getting pretty warm. So yes. we just found a shady spot and we're sitting there relaxing, enjoying the breeze. Um, the people in our group enjoyed their churro. Kind of mixed feelings on the cookies and cream churro. Yeah. Not great, not terrible. Um, there is that seating area I want to point out too, because it was a good shade and it wasn't hard to find a spot so there's an area off to if you're looking into the cozy cone area off to the right between um oh between luigi's luigi's and the cozy cones there's a little shaded area there's some trees and stuff and there's some benches there that was a great spot to just take a little break and it was it was quiet that was the other thing that was nice about it too it was just quiet now we didn't get to see this but some of the other weekly tiers that were here yesterday got to see the radio springs racers testing so the cars were going and we did not see any attractions testing when we were in the park. I think we just had the luck that way. <laughs> but then we went over to get our Bengal beef skewers. Yeah, so this was the down, like this was the most uh, least magical part of our day, I yeah. guess. So that area over um, in the Pacific Wharf area has a ton of seating. And normally it's so easy to find stuff, but I think the Bengal barbecues were so popular and it took a while for mobile ordering. There was a after we checked in, there was about an hour wait to get it, and it was hard to find a seat. And again, it was middle of the day when it was like ninety, and the sun was beating down, so everybody was trying to find shade. Um, uh, but you know, after we got a seat and we kind of relaxed for a little while, and once the skewers came up, it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, after after that, like like Tay was saying, that did take quite a chunk of time, but that was okay because we. 
thankfully we're able to get a seat. Um, and there was a nice breeze. So the breeze has been We just wonderful. kind of sat there and rested and recouped, drank a bunch of water, kind of we're trying to get, get ourselves back together, getting that second wind pulled back up. Um, but then we decided to do some shopping because we realized we've been out in the day all, all this time. Usually a typical park day, you're in and out of attraction. So you're in and out of the air conditioning. Yeah. So it did make quite a difference not having those little AC breaks that we're used to. So anyway, so we then decided to go back over to Buena Vista Street because we actually hadn't even, we just totally skipped over Buena yes. Vista Street. But so we went back to Buena Vista Street. We went and checked out uh, Five and Dime and did that whole and Elias and Company, yep, everything. And Elias and Company, that whole big area. I bought a um, new Disneyland mask that I didn't even know existed. So, and the thing too is if you're trying to find some air conditioning, um, try and go into the middle of that long section of store because remember you do have the front door open and then they've got the doors open on the end. So the first area and the last area of the store not as cool feeling yes. as when you get to the middle. But once you get into the middle, ooh, that was that was the was nice, nice like cool sweet spot, I guess. So did did a little bit of shopping and after. that store wasn't very busy. No, it wasn't. I think we we hit it at a good time. Yeah. But that's that's the time people should be doing stores is when everybody's waiting out in the sun for their <laughs> for their yeah. food in the afternoon. So after that, I think is when we decided to go back over to Pixar Pier. Mm-hmm. We had let our food digest. We had cooled down. And actually, the temperature started oh, dropping yes. at that point, too. So we were past the like hottest day part of the day period, and everything was kind of relaxing. I did notice quite a few people did leave at this point in the yes. day. So the atmosphere just got, it was cooler. It was more fun, more relaxing. Plus, there was just... There was like almost nobody. It almost felt like we had the parks yes. to ourselves, which if you've listened to us before, you know, Tag and I love the parks in the evening and mm-hmm. especially at night. Now, we did miss Cars Land lighting up, but we're going to catch that tonight. We're going to try yes. to catch that. Uh, they, they lit it up when it was still pretty light outside. Yeah, which I was surprised. We were actually over sitting on, the, they've got great seating in the world of color lagoon area so Mm -hmm. kind of on that tiered area that usually is where you stand to watch world of color there's a bunch of very nice very distant that's probably the most distant tables in the park um very distant tables over there so we were sitting there just enjoying the lagoon the sun was kind of you know just beginning to set and then all of a sudden they turned the lights on as we were sitting there we're like oh it's not even dark out. We probably just missed the Cars yep. Land lighting. Oops. Oh, well. Yeah, our we'll friends over at All Enchanting Ears uh, did catch the did. thing. So if you go look at their Instagram, and we'll, I mean, we'll probably have it up by this point, but uh, they had some good stuff there. They they were able to catch it. So we went over to Cluck-A-Doodle-Moo and grabbed the grilled beef tenderloin slider. Now, this wasn't very big, but we did decide to share it. So we probably got, what, like two, three bites a piece? Mm-hmm. But it was very good. It was good. Tender. Yeah, one of our other weekly tiers, uh, Liberty, she had it. In, uh, her she had had it earlier in the day, and she thought it was a little dry. But yeah. we got a really moist piece. So we also tried the watermelon agua fresca over there. I it was okay. I wasn't a huge fan. I did like the strawberry rose lemonade. Oh, yeah. oh I, I think good. the problem with watermelon is that watermelon, such like a subtle, can be overpowered yeah. so easily. And for me, there was a lot of like the lime flavor. There, well, there was some and sort like of an like, herb. Yeah, there was some sort of like herbaly flavor mm-hmm. too. So I don't, I don't quite know what that was, but it didn't quite mix well for us. Yeah. Um, Tag was still feeling a little peckish, so he walked over to Uncork California, another of the food 
marketplace booths and got the California artisan cheese plate. I thought it was pretty good. There was nothing on that cheese plate I mm-hmm. didn't like, which usually cheese plates, sometimes like yeah. cheese gets a little too fancy or something and it's just not. There was yeah. some dried apricots. There was some candied walnuts. There was some grapes, which Teresa thought they'd have the, the seeds in, but they, they were didn't. giant grapes. Yeah. They were like the size of golf balls. Um, some crackers, <laughs> a couple different types of cheeses. It was very good. The, one of the cheeses, I think, was some like type of like white cheddar. And yeah. I don't know what the other one was. It had holes, but it wasn't. It didn't taste it like Swiss. It wasn't Swiss. But it was, but it was very good. It was very good. At this point, we met up with Deanne, and Deanne had some... She needed to go back over to Golden Dreams because she had the sweet and spicy chicken wings coming up that she was right. going to go purchase. Now, she and another weekly tier did something really smart. They stopped at one of the marketplace booths in the morning prepaid for the items that they knew that they wanted and they just were given a printed receipt and so throughout the rest of the day they just could go over to those booths when you enter when you look at the booths you can either do this prepay thing at one of the marketplace booths or marketplace cashiers or you can mobile order um since we knew she was going to golden dreams tags like i think i want some of that carbonara so he went on to mobile order and they'd actually close mobile ordering at this point for that location but since deanne had her ticket already she just walked right up, showed them their ticket, and she got her yeah. her wings. So that was a really, uh, that's a good tip. If you're thinking of doing something later in the day from one of the marketplace booths, especially if it's a more popular marketplace booth like the Golden Dreams, not a bad idea to right. either put your mobile order in early in the day or to go to a marketplace cashier and get buy it and get your receipt just to show later. Yep. And then, so after that, I went and I got I picked up some Walt's chili. And I've never had Walt's chili before, but I thought that this was a good portion size. Uh, again, it was later in the evening, so I was able to mobile order and walk right up. It was mm-hmm. me- almost as uh, almost as quickly as I could order it and say I was there, the food was ready. Yeah, so the Walt's chili, of course, is over at Delish, another marketplace booth. Yeah. We also grabbed the farm stand punch. Mm, yes. Also yummy. So uh, the pro tip with Walt's chili is make sure you stir it up because I did not stir it up. I started eating it from the top and all the good meat portion was at the bottom. My only critique about this one was I wish it had a little bit more cheese, but overall I thought it was very, very good. True Wisconsinite we, saying there was we, not enough cheese. Right. We, we took it into Cartersland and we actually went and sat at a table on the backside of Flo's V8 where we could see Cadillac Range lit up and it was gorgeous out there and that's kind of how we ended our night we sat back there we met up with a couple other weekly Mm tiers and we just chatted about the day Um, we kind of had this weird sorcery to ourselves because (laughs) we were reflecting on the day and when we had met certain people and it seemed like every time we had mentioned meeting someone they would walk by yeah we'd we'd mention a specific name and like Moments later, there they were. It was right? so funny. Yeah, we was... did. It. We somehow magically conjured our new friend Sammy and also Lee. <laughs> yes, it was very weird, but like it was kind of cool and it was gorgeous. Of course, um, there was hardly anybody back there at that time, so oh, it was nice yeah. to get your photos. Um, and then, of course, uh, we left there and we we left the park for the night and went back to our hotel room and just kind of had a a nice relaxing night because we've been go 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 since we got here. So the other thing, too, that was really nice, it was so relaxing back in Cars Land. And it, at this point, like Tag said, it was the end of the night. So, of course, we're there at night. So we just got to sit there and soak up all of the yeah. amazingness that is Cars Land at night. Got to take in all of the lovely neon. The other thing that was great, too, is it was like a ghost town back there, which yep. I don't know why everybody should have been back in that area because it's the most it's so beautiful. But we got a lot of great pictures and just got like a really nice, relaxing 
end to the day. Yeah, and and uh, Avengers Campus is so much easier to see at night because when things light up, it's easier to see things through the bushes. Mm-hmm. So we did get some pictures of that. Um, we also talked to uh, this. This was earlier in our visit, but uh, we should bring this up because I wanted to confirm yeah. something from our last week's episode. We talked to a cast member. Um, who Bef- had gotten who had to, got to ride, ride it twice? Slingers, we were just and we confirmed crazy. that there is not an outdoor portion. However, mm-hmm. there is a section of the attraction that is to made to look like you are outdoors. Exactly. So, spoiler alert: um, this cast member thought this ride was fantastic. Yes. They did tell us some details about the attraction, um, as in like the storyline. So, again, spoiler alert: if you don't want to know what this is going to be like, right. stop listening now. You're you're being warned. Um, so, anyways, what the attractions like? He didn't give us specifics, but you get on and you basically take a tour of the area. So you take a tour of Avengers Campus and you are clearing out the spider bots from different areas. So you go like to Guardians, mm-hmm. you go to um, like whatever the different. I don't know the, the land test that kitchen well. and yeah, all the that stuff kitchen, uh, yep, over to right. Guardians. Yeah, yep. So you kind of go around the area in the attraction. Yeah. to clear the. To clear the stuff. So but that's, it feels like you are out in yeah, the land. Yeah, so in part of it, it feels, he, at least part of it, I don't know if it's the whole thing, but you yeah. feel like you're outside, but no, the ride vehicles do not go outside. Yeah. The other thing we learned too is the ride vehicles are two sided. So all of the things that we had seen like prior, Midway Mania, yeah. Looked like it was just like the back of the ride vehicle was just the back and you sat in the front. No, it's like Midway Mania where you're sitting back to back, which makes sense. Yes. Um, we did ask, I had to know, how realistic. Was it seeing the webs coming out of your wrists? And they said it was freakishly realistic. Um, and also we asked, you know, compared compared to Midway Mania, what's what's the arm fatigue? Yeah. And again, um, this person told us that there is still arm fatigue, but the and you're still very, very <laughs> tired, but at least it's both of your arms and not just one of your arms. So lots of lots of great details about a new upcoming attraction that yes. I was so happy to hear but this person was so excited and said basically you're you don't want to miss this attraction it's so much fun yes the other details that we got too um we got to learn some cool things about the quinjet Mm. so one of the cast you did i I was streaming at the time yeah one of the cast members that i spoke to actually just happened to be here when they placed the quinjet on top of the building so that had to have been an experience in and of itself this person also said they didn't know when it was going to happen. It wasn't like they knew this. It just kind of happened on their shift. So that was cool. Um, this person also said they don't normally work in that area. So it was like extra <laughs> magical to just happen to be All there. All of the things aligned. On the correct day. Exactly. The other cool thing, which is definitely like something, some, there's something else going on with this Quinjet. Just, just besides it being there and being awesome. But we were told that the Quinjet... Lights up at night. We saw it lit up at night. Yep. But the backside of the Quinjet, like the engines also light up. And this person said it was so surreal and so cool and said that they could not wait for whenever it happens that we get to see it and experience it. Because I'm thinking it's going to be like the Millennium Falcon. I think you're going to walk behind the Quinjet like mm-hmm. you do the Falcon while you're waiting in the queue. And you're going to see the backside of the Falcon that way. Or sure. the backside of the Quinjet that way sure so that was pretty cool and pretty exciting nothing that i had really considered or thought about before because i just thought it was going to be up there just just there yeah extra magic so we have a couple of weekly tiers here with us and so we're gonna we're gonna talk to them quick so we're gonna have liberty first 
uh, because she happens to be sitting here. So, Liberty, what was, like, you You did almost the same thing we did. You did Bowers. You did Touch of Disney. Yes. You did Downtown Disney. Yes. So, for, let's just be totally crazy. What was your favorite thing at Bowers? Uh, the costumes. Any Seen, particular costume? Yes. Uh, Elsa and Anna's costumes. As well as the Rocket Man. Rocketeer? Rocket Man? Yeah. Oh, for the Rocketeer, see, yeah. Yes, yes. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Then to see the costume in person, just in the flesh, was awesome. Um, yeah, so then, uh, so Touch of Disney, what was a highlight for you? A highlight for me, definitely seeing the characters um, and seeing how lively and interactive they were with the crowd. And then I loved Golden Dreams. It's a marketplace booth. They had the best sweet and spicy wings. I tasted them at the Food and Wine Festival last year, and they brought them back, so I was super delighted to have them again. Awesome. Uh, they normally have those wings at Trader Sam's, too, I think. Oh, yes, I heard that they do. Yes. Yeah. So, Deanne, you actually got to hang out with us at Bowers. Um, you and I were the ones that were, like, soaking everything in while Tag just, like, rushed through compared to what we did. We, we took our time. We lingered. What was one of your favorite things at Bowers? So many things, but I loved the Roger Rabbit all the memorabilia oh, yeah. and Christopher Lloyd's Doom outfit. Yes. That was great. That was one of my favorite movies for a while, so that was awesome. I do have to share a funny thing that happened to Deanne and I that Tag did not believe us. So we were there looking at the shrink ray, and all of a sudden it made it sounded like it made a noise. And I'm like, Tag, the shrink ray just like it just turned on or whatever. And he's like no, you're like, you're hearing things or whatever. And then on on the other side of the wall, we went around the corner, they had a TV and it was prop culture playing and it just happened to be on the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids section. So we heard the shrink ray from the TV on the other side of the wall from us. So that's why it was so funny. It was extra magic. Perfect timing too. Also to all of us oldies, there was a mouse guitar, a guitar that Jimmy Dodd played on the original Mickey Mouse Club. So I really oh, love that as well. Super cool. So now to touch of Disney, what was one of your favorite food items or favorite experiences from your day yesterday at Touch of Disney? Well, for food, of course, the beef skewers, which are just like in Disneyland. But probably overall, my favorite was the giant cake pop from <laughs> Bing Bong's. It was very good. Ask Liberty. She saw me scarf it down. Too funny. Can, can we just say for the podcast and for the record that uh, Deanne has not ever properly said bing bongs until this interview. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> Deanne. That's true. I did well. Good job. The, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, we were actually sitting and chatting later, um, and we are talking about our experience just between the three of us when we were sitting at a table. And a cast member overheard us and heard that we had a long wait at um, the Cocina Cucamonga. And he actually explained to us how the process works. So even though these are, yes, restaurant locations, so like Cocina Cucamonga is normally a restaurant, he said that they're not actually cooking at that location. They're cooking in kitchens backstage, and they have these basically mini food trucks that are running the food back and forth. So he assumed that there must have been some sort of something going on, which is why Tag and I had such a long wait. But I guess I would have assumed if it was a place with a kitchen, they were going to be using that kitchen. So that was a little tidbit of interesting behind-the-scenes news that we got to learn. 
And they really want you to use the mobile ordering. Mm-hmm. It's required, actually, at the beef skewers. Yeah. I had no problem at all because I went early. It took me longer to do it on my phone and then to pick up the order. And I had tons of seating choices. It was great. Perfect time for that is to do it early. Yeah, you had the exact opposite experience that we had. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, Weekly Tears, producer James here. No trip to Trivial Land this week. It's taking Teresa gone, but we do want to share that. They'll be back next week with the news that they didn't really talk about this week, including that big reveal about a possible expansion coming to the resort. All that merch news, I'm sure, and other information when TNT are back from their trip to California. So we'll see you next week. Well, we're going to wrap up here because we actually we have the line starting to wrap yeah, to our little area here. We're going to accidentally be in the line pretty so, soon here. So, uh, reporting live this week from, uh, at least when we're recording this, from the Esplanade at Disneyland. I don't know if you've been able to hear the music in the background, but it has been totally magical, and hopefully you guys have felt like you were here. So, uh, we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. We're going to go enjoy the parks. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.